Hello everyone, this is Natalie coming to you from the moon. I'm here at Strawberry Moon Energetics, our first podcast, this little experimentation of a sacred donut. Let's begin with a blessing. Hello, everyone. Ah, what a day. I'm so excited to be here again. We are here on the moon, Strawberry Moon Energetics in Lakewood, Colorado, to do another episode of the Sacred Donut. Ah, it's been a very busy day, very high energy kind of day. And uh, always looking forward, me and my team are always looking forward to these recordings. We're just loving this whole journey, this whole adventure. So I'm here today with my producer, uh, Tio, Teresa, Teresa, I call her many things. <laughs> so just sort of just saying that going forward, if you get confused, um, it's the same person. <laughs> it depends on my mood and how I feel. And I try to be professional with her, but sometimes I slip in it. It's, you know, playful. Uh, and also with uh, Mariah Cruz Nano, who was on our last episode. She's here today, too, um, helping to support and doing some behind the scenes things and social media stuff. So we have so much going on around here. I wanted to start today a, a couple of things. First, last episode. So I want to say this for those of you who don't know me very well. Um, my brain works very fast and sometimes it works faster. I can talk fast, but sometimes it works faster than I can talk. And so I slip up a lot. I say, I make up words that don't exist. Um, I put words together and I misspeak. Sometimes I get excited. So last episode uh, we were talking and I mentioned the United Arab Emirates, but I left out Arab. And so I wanted to just do a little shout out and an apology that was not on purpose. I get excited and I skipped the whole word and um, I just wanted to clarify that. And so going forward, you know, you, this won't be the first time that you will hear me um, do such a thing. I, 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 I also lose words. Words just sort of fall out of my head. And so um, it is just part of the journey with me. So I think you'll get used to it as we continue. The other thing I wanted to say is um, we have a an email that we want to um, just going forward let you know uh, you can email us at the sacred donut podcast at gmail.com with any um, stories, uh, experiences, uh, any questions, reviews, Anything you would like to share, um, please email us at that um, email address anytime. We would love to hear from you. So uh, also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I also have personal accounts. Strawberry Moon is on Facebook, Instagram. Um, so is my personal under Nataline, N-A-T-A-L-I-N-E, R, uh, initial R, and then C-R-U-Z. So follow us on all those things. We always have a lot going on around here. So today, um, part of my intention uh, is in this journey on the Sacred Donut podcast is to talk about lots of things, spiritual, spirituality and um, all that comes with it. But I wanted to go deeper into, in the shamanic teachings, 
we talk a lot about um, non-ordinary reality. And so in that, I wanted to explain a little bit about what that is and do some um, ex- give you some examples, some, share some stories in my adventures in my life in non-ordinary reality, what that looks like. So in the shamanic understanding, um, we have your reality that you all experience the day-to-day, your experience, your reality, what people say, you know, when I, I laugh when people say, like, get back to reality, and I laugh because I say, what what is reality? Everybody's reality is different. In the understanding of non-ordinary reality, meaning things that aren't ordinary, the reality isn't ordinary. And so I wanted to explore that a little bit because at Strawberry Moon um, and, and this journey in this podcast, as we continue to expand and unfold, there will be a lot of conversations about non-ordinary reality experiences. So Non-ordinary reality is the shamanic understanding that things aren't what they seem, that things are not, um, there is the, the world that we see with our eyes, that we feel in touch, but there is also a, a world to some that is invisible. Um, it is a world that we can tap into. It is through the veil, through the illusion, and we can travel there, we can have experiences there, we can do soul retrieval there. And so um, I want to really bring that to your awareness. So uh, as we continue this journey, you will have some understanding of that. So let me give you a couple of stories, um, my experiences in non-ordinary reality. When I was a kid, I would have these experiences sometimes and I think my parents like thought sometimes that I just, I don't know, was silly or they just weren't sure. They, they believed me. They never doubted me, but it was always sort of a, oh, okay. Um, I remember having an experience once like a grasshopper landed on the mailbox. I was playing outside in the front of my yard and a grasshopper landed on my mailbox and she told me to to wait and to watch. And so I watched her and I watched her um, body. I don't know what, I'd have to look up the scientific name of what that part of the, of her anatomy was, but the long part of the grasshopper, um, their, their main body opened up and these eggs fell out. And in that moment, you know, I, you know, of course was in awe but in that moment, she said to me, you know, she was giving birth to these eggs, but it was on this mailbox in this very odd place. And after the eggs came out, I then had a period of time that I couldn't account for. So I was outside and um, I woke up in the grass later, like if I had fallen asleep in the grass. So I don't know what happened, but I know I journeyed as I got older and I understood more. I journeyed somewhere with this grasshopper, this mother grasshopper. Another time I was riding my bike and um, I stopped in the middle of the street. We lived in a cul-de-sac and I stopped in the middle of the street and my tire, my front tire opened up, like just split open and an orange, a slice of an orange fell out. Okay. And so, of course, I ran inside to tell my parents. And when they came back out, there was no hole in my tire. 
And so, you know, I think they sort of were like, oh, she has a big imagination. So I had these like odd things that would happen to me over time. And um, little things like that, sort of what we, what some people would call like your imagination or fantasy. So as I grew up, I had a lot of conversations with energies or things, beings that weren't there that other people couldn't see. Um, I would have moments of, of in time that went unaccounted for. Um, I could get lost, you know, take a shower and get lost in a conversation with an angel and and come out of it sort of confused, right? Come out of it not realizing I'd been in the bath for an hour and was freezing cold. And um, so I had a lot of these experiences throughout my childhood. So as I grew and became more aware of uh, many of the ancient teachings and really accepted that this is who I was and that I wasn't crazy and um, didn't, you know, whether I shared it with people or not, it didn't matter if they believed me. Um, I also ran, often ran high fevers as a kid. And when I would run a high fever, I would hallucinate and see things. And they always attributed it to my fever um, but over time, I learned that I would go into these altered states, especially if I was experiencing some sort of illness in my body. I had grand mal seizures. Um, I had I got weird stuff. I always had weird um, illnesses when I did get sick. I'd have you know I got chicken pox like I don't know four or five times. I I had things that just pin things that doctors couldn't pinpoint. And, and, and every time I would have these ex- out-of-body experiences or these experiences where like something was happening to me on another level. It was my body was responding, reacting to other things. Uh, uh, what now I understand is like higher dimensional um, experiences. So I was either in altered states of consciousness or out of body in some way or having an experience in another reality. So I wanted to share this with you today because I feel like there's many people on the planet that have experiences that kind of think that it's their imagination or can't quite gauge, um, you know, am I hallucinating? Is this my imagination? And here at Strawberry Moon, when we do teachings, one of the things that I really focus on and, and my intention for people when they come here is to tap into that and to trust these experiences when you have visions or see things or not just to tell yourself it's your imagination to really understand like, oh, I received this message or I was standing in the sun and then the sun gave me something. I felt something in my body or I went outside um, to close the windows on my car because of the wind, you know, it was too windy. And then the wind spoke to me or I lost track of time. I laid down to take a nap and woke up hours later feeling like I went somewhere. These are non-ordinary reality experiences. And in the shamanic understanding um, teachings, these are profound and very real. This isn't your imagination. This isn't pretend this isn't you hallucinating it is the way your consciousness where how you can travel in your consciousness how you can travel in other dimensions and portals and um my bonus daughter once called me and said what does it mean when you see yourself outside of yourself she was taking a nap on the couch and was half half asleep half awake and saw herself setting the table um across the room and um, these are non-ordinary 
experiences, right? Uh, these are when dimensions cross or time time crosses or, or some portal has been activated. So one major story in my life, one major experience that really was profound in a non-ordinary reality um, has a lot to do with my my work today. And I mentioned this um, in the first episode about how I stepped onto this path, like really was put on this path. Um, so my childhood, there were these experiences. So I knew very young that there were many things about me that were different, that at the time I didn't know anybody, you know, we all feel that way, right? We think nobody else is experiencing these things. Um, now we have a whole community that is like this, but as a kid, you, you just think, okay, these things are happening, but no, other people aren't talking about it. And so as I journeyed through my life and had these, you know, different experiences, most of them I just kept to myself for, for the most part, shared with family or close friends or whatever. But the night that my brother went into the hospital, and I, I told the story in the beginning, the um, first episode, um, he had a, for those of you who didn't hear the story, long story short, he had a brain trauma, brain injury, and was in the hospital. And um, we were in the hospital. This was probably the third or fourth day. Um, he was in a coma. And my mom and I were in the hospital um, alone. Everybody it was very, very late at night, probably 11, 12 o'clock at night. Everybody had gone. Um, the hospital was quiet. And her and I were there. She pretty much stayed with him all the time. And uh, we we're just there chatting and, you know, maybe watching a little TV or something. And he was asleep. He was um, not aware at the time, I thought. And this gentleman walks up to the door and um, says, you know, says hello. And we say hello. And he says, um, I came to pray for, and he tells my mom, for your son. And we're like, okay. My mom is very, very spiritual woman, very, um, very Catholic, devout Catholic. And so she's all for it. And so he comes in and he says, um, I was sent here. And so we just assumed that maybe somebody, friend or family or somebody sent him. And so he comes in and the moment he comes in the room, I notice that something is different. Like I feel in my body, like this is a presence that is not of this world. Okay. But he looks like a man, he's human. And he has like a little bit of red hair. Um, his hair is like a, like a blondish red. Um, and he's very lean and um, sort of, I don't know, average size uh, uh, height. And he's dressed all in black. And so he comes in and he prays for my brother. And so when he comes in, I step out. I'm like, okay, he's, you know, um, gonna pray for my brother. And at this time, I had a little bit of um, my whole life, I've been questioning religion um, very much in uh, trying to understand and grasp, like, what is God? What is what is spirituality? So my whole life has been my journey um, to really understand that. And so I was raised very Catholic. And there came a point where I started to question um, religion in general, you know, all of it, uh, dogma, I should say. And so at that moment when he came in and said, you know, he wanted to pray, I assumed this was probably a Christian um, person of some, you know, that probably one of our Catholic relatives sent him from their church or whatever. So I stepped out and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go stand outside. So I went out into the hallway and they were in there for a while. 
And um, he comes out uh, and I, I'm standing there and he was like, you know, how are you doing? And I said, I'm fine. And he said, I want you to know. And right as he starts to talk, I look into his eyes and they're pitch black. His pupils are just pitch black. And, um, and I have been filling him with me all day today. I can feel the energy now. He looks to me, looks at me. And when I look in his eyes, I, I am totally aware that this, this is not a human person. And he says, you know, your brother's going to be okay. And I'm like, yes. Like I knew this in my being, like I knew, you know, in, in the moment I got the call, like if he doesn't pass like that night that he was going to be okay. And he said, you know, he's going to be okay. And I said, yes. And he said, he looked at me very serious. And he said, I asked, and he pointed up and to the sky. And he said, I asked, and they said he would be fully healed in three months. And so in that moment, I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, asked, you know, asked, you know, he's pointing up. So I knew in that moment, he's saying like, he asked the higher up. And so he says, um, if you need me, you call me. You, you, I am here to help you. And he said, if you need me, you call me. And he said, my name is Michael. And then he left. He walked away. And until this day, like, I think about him walking away. And I can't really remember him walking more than a few steps. I don't remember seeing him walk down the hallway. He just, like, took two steps. And then he was gone. And I went into the room. And so at that moment, I thought, well okay, call him. I, he didn't leave me his phone number. He didn't leave me any contact. He's not like, here's my card. He just disappeared. And so in my whole being, I was like, Michael, right? This feels very angelic, but I don't, in the moment, I don't put two and two together. So time passes. My brother gets out of the hospital. His speech is um, very slurred. So his muscles in his face were um, very weak. And so his, you know, it's very, it's quite amazing how the body works. And we don't even realize how much we use our facial muscles to speak. And so he um, had some issues speaking. Um, for a bit. And so he would spell out, he had like an alphabet, like a chart and he could spell things out. And so my mom and I, this is months later, probably three and a half, four months later, we are at home in my home and my mom and I and him are eating or talking or something. And my mom and I said, my mom says, do you remember that guy that came to pray with us that came to pray for Savano? Because I think Savano was asking us, my, this is my brother's name is Savano. He was asking us like, who'd been here, whatever. And, I, and my mom said, remember that guy that came to pray? And um, I said, oh yeah. And so we start to tell him and my brother starts freaking out. Okay, as I start talking, he starts like breathing really heavy and getting excited. And I'm like, what? And he spells out angel. And I'm like, you were asleep. You were not like he was in a coma. And he said, I saw him. He types out, I saw him. And he writes angel. And I told my mom, I said, that was Archangel Michael. I know that in all my being. And all my life, I had always pictured that Archangel Michael, anytime it was mentioned in 
you know, whatever circle I had been growing up in as a kid, when people would say his name, I always pictured him as this average sized man, lean, red hair. I always pictured him with red hair and pitch black eyes. And in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, he manifested in the way that I knew him. And so from that moment on, I was completely connected to Archangel Michael. So in my work every day, I, I ask for his help. Um, he works with me uh, all the time. And so this is what a non-ordinary reality experience is. So some people might say, oh, you know, she's crazy. Um, in the ancient teachings, in the spiritual world, this isn't crazy. This is for real. There are beings, there are whether we call them angels, there are so many different types of sentient beings, angelic beings, archangels, um, uh, cosmic, what we call cosmic relatives, um, the devic realm, you know, your fairies, your trolls, things like that. These things can manifest into the physical form. Um, and they're all around us all the time. We just uh, aren't always able to see them because the mind the your consciousness has to be in a certain place to um, to perceive them on the day to day, and so as people um, grow in their spiritual understanding, as they go into higher states of consciousness, often will have these kind of experiences, and so that moment um, really solidified for me how beings can come, whether it's um, Maybe an ancestor that has passed will show up in a, in a different way, um, whether it is a um, archangel or one of your guides, your personal guardian angel, or one of what we call your soul's counsel. They can manifest in the physical form if need be. They can show up as an animal. They can show up. Um, I, I, I know somebody who was in the desert and they said the, they saw a lizard and then the lizard began to talk to them. These things then can, um, come through when that veil is thin and you are in a state of consciousness, in a conscious awareness that you're open to it. So that was one adventure, one journey, one experience in non-ordinary reality. Um, Another one that I had that was quite profound. Um, I was in India. This was, I don't know, quite a few years ago. So let me back up. When I, I was kind of slow to get into technology. I was slow to get on social media. I just, those things just really didn't interest me. I'm not very technical. Like the only reason we have a podcast is because I have these wonderful women that do all of that stuff for me. And so I, um, somebody had mentioned YouTube somewhere along the way. And so I think I was bored one day and just thought I should get on YouTube and see what that's all about. So I get on YouTube and I don't, you know, I'm like, it says search and I'm like, I don't know what to search for. So I just type in spirituality. That's all I do. Type in spirituality. This image of this man appears He's this beautiful Indian man. All I know in that moment is it's the spiritual man because, and I can only tell that because I typed in spirituality and because of the clothing he was wearing. He was wearing this beautiful yellow, um, 
dress. Like he, 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 um, had on like, I don't, I don't even clearly remember. I just know he was dressed in yellow and he had like a white, um, shawl hanging down around him. And so I see it and it's a video. So I click play and there's nothing happening. And all of a sudden he comes out of the screen and comes at me. And I'm like, my heart, I just feel something in my heart like this. It even makes me a little bit emotional when I talk about it. I feel this deep love come into my heart and this beautiful man. And I'm thinking like, you know, this has got to be like some kind of monk or something. And I just feel like all of a sudden this attraction, this, this amazing connection, but I look and there's no title. There isn't anything. It doesn't say anything. So I don't know anything who this is. So I just continue on. I'm like, well, that was interesting. And I go on with life. Okay. Several years pass and, um, this woman, a um, good friend of mine, comes to see me and we're chatting and she says, I'm going to India. And she's, I said, oh, how, how excited. She said, I'm going to this temple. I've been doing this work with um, these avatars. They're called avatars from India. And she said, all of a sudden, she just kind of blurts out, like, do you want to go? And I'm like, well, when are you leaving? And she says, in a month. And I'm like, how long are you going to be there? And she says, a month. And I'm like, okay. I just say, okay. I don't know who these avatars are. I don't know where I'm going. I have no clue any of it. I just say, okay. And I pack my bags and I go with her. So we go to India to a place called the Oneness University. And it is this beautiful, enormous, amazing temple. And these avatars are... Um, they are specifically here to help awaken humanity. So they are um, Bhagwan and Ama. Okay. And, and these names have come up. They're not the only ones, but these are particular um, um, to this place. And so we go to this temple and everybody is, you know, raving about Bhagwan and Amma, and I don't know them. I have no connection to them. I haven't been um, a devotee. Um, they're, they're not my gurus. They're not my teachers. Um, I just went on this. I just felt this pull to go with her, you know, and spirit works in that way. When we just are open, these things just appear to us. And so I, I'm there and um, immediately in the teachings, um, we, we work every day individually in classes with monks that, um, that I have, you know, been studying there and working there. And it's a beautiful experience. And we're there for quite a, quite a while, almost a month. And so we're in the temple and every day we do these, you know, different processes and stuff. And so I am, um, learn, you know, doing the things and all of the teachings and everything just really resonate with me. It's already what I was teaching. It's already what I believe. It was already what I feel. It was just validation all across the board. But all of my work had been mostly in the indigenous teachings, um, more in, in this side of the planet from North and South America. And so to be in India and be receiving um, similar teachings, but in a different way was just a beautiful blessing. So we're in the temple and we do this process and it's a lot of energy work. It's called 64 Diksha. And so we do this process where all day long we're like receiving energy, giving and receiving energy and what we call downloads. So um, downloads are like transmissions from higher 
dimensions, from the spiritual realms, from the um, uh, higher places of understanding. Okay, so these downloads come in and uh, you start to become very altered, you know, and there is no psychedelics. We're not doing any sort of psychedelic medicine. We're not doing mushrooms or ayahuasca or anything. This is, this is not at all. But in the process of this, uh, these transmissions all day long, you become quite altered. And so we're in the altered state and I more and more into an altered state. And we do the process for quite a while. And then they say, lay down and lay with your head towards the altar and, um, you know, allow the energy to start to, you know, uh, your body and your being to start to acclimate to the energy. So I lay down and all of a sudden I hear this voice say, you know, don't be afraid. And as soon as they say, don't be afraid, I hear this. And there is this like dotted line from my head to my brain, which is now outside of my body. And so again, I hear, don't be afraid. And I'm like, my brain is no longer in my head. And all of a sudden a grid shows up behind my head, behind my brain. So I'm seeing my brain floating in midair and then there's a grid around it. And then all these mathematical formulas and which don't mean anything to me. That's like a foreign language to me. And so all these formulas start to move around my brain and this grid, I just see all these lines and it's like a three dimensional box that my brain is in. And it's, moving around and I'm hearing all these like click, click, click. And there's, they say to me, we're reprogramming you. And so I'm watching and I'm feeling very strange. And um, this goes on for quite a while, right? And I'm feeling at moments nauseous and I'm feeling at moments high and I'm feeling at moments like um, a sense of peace and all these different things happening, fear and love and all these things happening. So then my brain comes back into my head. So we lay there for a while and I'm like, okay, this is a lot. Like you, you just don't, you feel like you've just been through, you know, major brain surgery. And so we begin to walk later. We, after we settle and everybody kind of comes back and stuff, we're done for the day. And every day that we would leave this area it's like a big ballroom um we would go out the doors a certain way and so we only access certain parts of the temple so we'd walk out the doors and then end up outside well this particular day they were doing construction and so they had that normal exit door closed off and they detoured us through a back door to go down the stairs and through another ballroom type of space and so we walk through there and we go down and there's this mural pointed or painted on the back of the wall. And I'm like, oh my God, there is this man in this yellow attire, this beautiful man that I saw many, many years ago pop out of my computer screen. Screen. He's painted on the wall of this temple. And I stop and I look at my friend and I'm like, I like point to it and I'm like, who is that? And she's like, that's Bhagwan in his younger days. And I'm like, oh my God, that's who I saw that day who went into my heart. 
So from that moment on, I knew that those many years ago in my non-ordinary state, he was already calling me. He had already connected to me. I then end up at his temple without knowing him ahead of time, without being a devotee, without any of that previous knowledge. I go and I have this immense transformative experience again in a non-ordinary reality and it was life-changing and I came home with even more um, profound understanding of what how to continue to do my work um, how to how to continue to to help humanity in, in all the ways that I can and so these are the kinds of experiences that I want I wanted to tell you about to begin to activate within you so that you will um, trust when they happen to you so that in your consciousness, just listening to this, your consciousness goes, oh, we can start to open that up for this person. We can start to take them to the next level because now they won't have to just think that they're losing their mind or um, I love when people come here and they're like I think I'm losing my mind I'm like yes let's lose the mind right let's take the mind out of your head and reprogram you so these are examples of what a non-ordinary reality looks like a lot of um, traditional shamans um really go deep into there, there's so many things that they can do in those states in non-ordinary reality we can take you into the underworld we can take you into the middle world we can take you into the upper world we can do soul retrieval we can go and retrieve parts of you that were fragmented in your childhood 40 years ago we can go into a lifetime 700 lifetimes ago and help to heal you by going into non-ordinary states of consciousness and okay. so i wanted to continue to um, bring these to your conscious awareness so that we can open you up to the other side take you beyond the veil right? That there is a veil that keeps these things from you. And I love when little kids, oh my gosh, little kids live a lot of their first six years of their life in a non-ordinary um, reality. They have imaginary friends. To me, those aren't imaginary. Those are, you know, um, beings from other, from the other side that are talking and communicating with them. They, they can play in their imagination. Their imagination is vast, and that's what we want for you. We want to break through that veil, which is naturally thinning on the planet as it is. But we want to continue to take you further and to break down that veil so that you can start to see beyond, so that you can see your ancestors when they surround you, so that you can see the angelic realm, so that you can have these experience all around and, and really trust that this is happening to you. Okay. So. I hope you enjoyed those little, I have lots of stories like that, but I wanted to just begin today with those. And um, I want you to definitely, now that you have an email address for us, please share any of your experiences that you have. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, um, especially after today, 
um, share and journey with you into these states because to me, the non-ordinary reality is more real than what you think your reality is. That is the true illusion. The reality you live in day to day is the true illusion. So with that, I'm going to close with a um, short blessing and um, many blessings to you all over the world, everybody listening. We just, we, we just love and are so excited every time we see a new country that pops up that's listening. Um, and of course, all our friends and family nearby. And uh, we, we thank you for taking this journey with us on this sacred donut. So let's take a moment and take a nice deep breath and center yourself, get comfortable. God, goddess, all that is. Pachamama antepasados, winged beings. All of our souls counsel, our teachers, our guides, our angels. We call upon you today and we ask you to create sacred space. We ask today to bless all who are listening to this transmission. We ask today for the blessings from Archangel Michael and Tri Amma Bhagwan, my beloved. We ask today, well, first we say thank you. We say thank you to them for their connection, for their presence, often, always on the moon, here at Strawberry Moon, and now with all of you. We ask today for them to awaken within you the truth, to open your consciousness, to take you into higher states of consciousness to take you into the expansion of your imagination. We ask today that your journey into the other side to the non-ordinary reality begin. We ask today that from this moment forward, that the wind speak to you, that the flowers commune with you, that the birds tap upon your window and bring gifts of jewels and sacred objects. We ask today for the blessings and transmissions from the avatars in India, my beloved Triyama Bhagwan, for the awakening, the liberation of the mind. We ask today that they unlock the prison that you are in, in your mind, the lock inside, your mind and the lock outside. We ask today that they bust you free from the traps of the mind, from the brainwashing, from the limiting beliefs. We ask today for Archangel Michael to protect you, to watch over you, to cut away the cords that no longer serve you. We ask today for you to be set free for you to remember the truth of your existence, to remember the magical, mystical experiences that are all around you. We ask today to wipe your eyes clean, to awaken your vision, your true sight, 
so that you may see the spiritual realm all around you, so that you may see the angels, the fairies, the devic realm, your ancestors. We ask today for you to see the truth and to be reconnected to the magical, mystical realm, the magical, spiritual understandings of your experience here. This will bring you bliss on levels, profound levels. This will bring you peace and love within your heart and quiet within your mind. So it is. Amen. Panteo Shahal, Panteo Shukwal, Ometeo, Amen, so it is. I will leave you in this quiet state. May you have a blessed day, week, month, until we meet again.